This is essential. 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 This is essential audio. Welcome to the Money Pots. I'm Dick Collins, and my co-host today is Rachel Morrissey, executive producer of the show. Hey, Rachel. Hey, Nick. I am looking forward to this. Yeah, me too. Because we get the chance to get a glimpse into the amazing things we're building for the Money 2020 Asia show next March in Bangkok. Yeah, it's super exciting because in our industry, I mean, Asia has usually been on the leading edge. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to seeing what, what we're going to be talking about. And today we are talking to someone who has been on the leading edge of Data Insights. We have Carmen Vistelich here with us. She is the CEO and founder of two companies out of Auckland, New Zealand. Data Insights launched in 2012 and Velocity Global, designed to tailor personalized insights for the property and valuation market. So nice to talk with you, Carmen. Great. Thanks for having me. Hi. Actually, just starting a third company, um, quite exciting, what? called Generate Zero, <laughs> and um, it helps c- companies measure their carbon emissions and their wow. scope one, two, and three requirements. So it's a huge, huge need, um, and everybody needs to have that external party validation. So um, we're now live with several actual actual banks, actually, oh. helping them do that compliance, and so very excited to be launching that. Oh, my gosh. Well, okay, well, yeah, you obviously don't sleep. <laughs> we're looking at data, we're looking at compliance, and we're looking at a totally new way for us to deal right. with real estate valuations, right, yeah. in three different companies. Well, I will say one thing. I've done a bit of background reading about you, Carmen. You are a bit of a data geek, aren't you? you know, and that, that's basically, you're quite open about that. So I think if there's one... Yes, I am, but long before it was cool. Yeah, <laughs> right. And it's, so that is kind of the connective tissue on all of these. You, you launched Data Insight in 2012. Um, you've started creating Velocity Global at the same time as that. So what I'd love to do, actually, is take us back in time a bit and tell us, uh, you know, why you started with Data Insight. Um, well, it took a while to build Velocity. Velocity is a platform and it needs so many things to come together. It needs data to build automated valuation models. It needs valuers and they need to have their own platform to onboard. Obviously, it needs a banking platform so banks can order valuations. And we also needed a consumer platform in our first market to actually collect the money from the consumer. And so while we were doing those things, um, to fund myself, um, instead of doing the traditional entrepreneur and just raising money, um, at the same time as doing that, I had a lot of large companies come and say, Hey, Carmen, we know you're doing this property data work, but actually we have lots of data and we have no insight and we really don't know how to use it across our business for tangible value. Can you help us? And so we started and we grew really organically by working with the largest telco, the largest utility, all of the banks, actually, all the insurance companies, and they all had all these silos. And they had Excel spreadsheets, but it was very early days around, well, so what? You know, if I'm not using the data to do a so what? Um, and what is the insight? And how do I then action that? And then how do I measure that? And how do I have that constant iteration? And where we are today now with ChatGPT, with Power BI, right. um, with Always On and this proliferation of data, you know, we were very much at the early days saying, well, actually it needs to be Always On, it needs to be across your business, not just in your data silo. So that really drove data insight and so the and the magic was working across different verticals. Right. So you think about banking, it has to be 100% right, it has to be accurate, and it usually takes a long time because you can't get it wrong. And then, you know, we were working in telco where the competitor doesn't offer, we need to respond give us a segmentation model and we need four hours before we can, do, otherwise we're going to do a blanket mm. offer. So a segment 
representation model that's 80% right is better than none. And so bringing that thinking to the right um, applications in banking was also really game-changing. That's yeah, fascinating. It's basically fintech before fintech existed, right? I was going to Yeah, and agile analytics. Early. So agile analytics, yeah. yeah. Well, what's interesting is, so what did you find in both the banks and the telcos and their verticals that, that had the same kind of problems or the same kind of, that you were, what were you solving for, for them? Uh, any stories around that? Um, we're really solving for um, speed um, was a big thing to go, well, actually, agile analytics is some is better than none. Um, you know, in banking, you want to build the perfect model of a single customer view and you've got all these product silos. Um, and, you know, in telco, like it happens much faster and you're kind of bundling. So, well, even if we can build you a single customer view to a certain percentage, you can look after those customers better and the model can learn. So it was really getting away from this perfect model out of data, um, but also the very similarities of these product silos, but, you know, different KPIs and things. But actually the customer is your unanimous customer. At the bank, um, you know, I don't care if your credit team is doing, card team is doing this and your, um, you know, um, savings team is doing this. I'm your one customer. What's the next best conversation for me as a customer? Um, and because, you know, in banking and telcos, each product team's got their own KPIs and objectives and transformation journey. Um, um, it's actually bringing me across the whole user journeys, and that's the same in many of the verticals that we work with. So that's really interesting to me because cutting, we've talked about uh, cutting across verticals for years. This was really early on, and I, it's just kind of amazing to me you were able to get into their systems and do that with them. How did you talk them into doing that? Because I, I feel um, really like that's right. the biggest leap, right, is getting the institution to buy in. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a really great question. And um, today, you know, with digital and post-COVID, everything is really different and we're kind of sweet preaching to the converted and it's really interesting to see it in markets that were in like India where, you know, they're really embracing this. But it's actually, we really had to show the value. So how we did that is actually by showing them it's not as hard as you think if you work with an external party that doesn't have all the legacy, um, that doesn't have all their egos um, and we're just independent and we'll come in and take it and then match it and, and then give it back as opposed to you trying to do it in this environment that you're hamstrung and your customer is not waiting for you to actually transform your tech mm. with your um, you know, simplification project or whatever project you're putting in. Um, you know, they're not waiting for you um, on this five-year journey. They just, they expect, um, and their expectations were driving these clients. So, you know, we had the launch of Uber and Airbnb and Amazon and Apple and all of these were delivering seamless experiences that make my life easier they know me they show me they know me and they're relevant and so I think it was also driven by customers expectations that actually that's not good enough and it's you know you have to catch up or I'm going um, and that was really a key driver and as we proved the value we continue to grow and that's where Data Insights just celebrating 10 years but, and then Velocity is you know really um, it's, Data Insights helping you with your data and Velocity um, is doing the same with property data and also giving you the technology to actually execute on the seamless customer experience. So, so I've got a question on, on that. I mean, it, again, you founded the companies around about the same time. Was it dis, was that in mind? I mean, did you think of them sort of symbiotically or was it like, oh, this could feed this one? Was it a chicken and egg thing or, you know, you thought of them holistically? 
Um, it was definitely I was doing both, actually, um, but I needed to fund myself as mother of four uh, and with a mortgage. Um, so, you know, to do that, um, while I was building Velocity, um, we were we were working with, as Data Insight with large companies that had lots of data and that we could help, and it really grew so organically that, um, you know, and the closer you are to the customer, when you start solving their problems, they also start trusting you. Um, and that was really the magic of Data Insight is, you know, we we did something in one team and they were like, well, we've got these data problems um, across the business and they, we've always worked with largest corporates that had lots of data. So it was really self-fulfilling. And that's how the new products have also come um, about. So we launched Data Insight DI Retain that everyone's worried about churn. Um, and why is churn just a model? I mean, it's gone. Like churn should be always on. So DI Retain was an always on model that we said, well, let's bring our data, let's bring your data together across all your silos and put that always on. It's always learning um so why wouldn't we do that and that's also how um, generate zero has come about that they're saying well we need to measure these things and how do we do that across the business um and have a single source of truth so whether it's carbon emissions or whether it's you know customer churn it's the same thing um and then velocity has always been my passion for property it's the most valuable asset in the world and the process hasn't changed and it's such an emotive process so why can't we make that faster and easier yeah I was curious you know what inspired that vision for that one smart platform for that that is velocity like what inspired you to say I know how to solve this problem and I can Mm. I can do this well, um, to be fair, a lot of people thought I was crazy. Um, you know, I was saying I'm going to digitize the property, you know, decisioning process around the world and make it easier for people. And they're like, oh, God, okay, why don't you pick something a little bit easier or small, um, smaller to do? But it's it's actually, I see it like data um, because when you think of the flow of each of those steps, it's the same data and it's so stop-start. So it had to be one smart, seamless platform. Um, and that's where it's been really exciting to add real estate agents because um, – um, everybody start does their bit to help you transact on the property, whether it's the broker, the valuer, the lender, the customer. Most recently, we added in India the lawyer and also in Australasia, the real estate agent. It's the same address, the legal description, the owner, the certificate of title, uh, and then it's stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. So if you have that seamless digital flow, it's better, faster, easier, secure, um, and just a better experience for everybody. Fantastic. You mentioned India. I mean, that that is a fascinating market. I think I heard the other day that it's now the most populous country on the planet, right? It's, it is. Right? Um, which clearly has some housing issues. I mean, again, it is so I'm, I'm intrigued about India from a few things. I mean, what's, you know, I guess, you know, moving into the Indian market, huge possibilities there. But is it really more greenfield than other regions? Or, you know, have you found that there's, there is, you know, legacy infrastructure or legacy regulations you have to tie, work around? You mentioned legal as part of the platform now. So, I mean, that's that's an interesting component to add on. Yes, it's such a good question because it's such a contrast. Right. Uh, you know, India is just, you know, um, everything's such a contrast. And we have gone from two of the most mature um banking environments in the world, um, Australia and New Zealand and the New Zealand banks are Australian owned and so regulated and, you know, everything's very electronically digital um, with our valuations to a completely manual emerging market where there isn't even addresses. So everything we built is around leveraging data and there isn't even address data in India. And so we've had to be incredibly creative 
to problem solve for a completely different market that's the size of Europe, the scale of Europe, and so complex. And so it's made us very creative. So actually what we had to think about is every day tens of thousands of valuers are going to properties. If we digitize, how do you digitize them? How do you digitize an ecosystem when they don't mean digital? And so what we had to build is an app so that we pre-populate the bank's valuation template. They get to the property, it geotags that address, it timestamps the photos, and they can drag and drop and build things in the oh, form and also do the calculation. Yeah, so wow. game-changing. And they can sign it in blockchain, and it comes back to the lender in hours, so even faster than Australia is, and faster than New Zealand. That is so cool. That's little, so fascinating. Yeah, and I'm it's a, such a leapfrog. It's so typical of all of these areas. It's a leapfrog. It's, yeah, and now have all this amazing data yeah yeah that, that they've never had before that this is a house at this address this is how big it is this is what it's worth on this day or this is an apartment this is a luxury right. villa they've never had that breakdown in data so you can make data-driven decisions so it's absolutely game-changing it, it reminds me a little bit of um and pace in africa where again there was nothing in place it's complete you know I wouldn't say greenfield yeah. even it is yeah. not even a field so, you know, so, so you're starting with nothing, but you know, because there's no infrastructure, you use what there is. So it's just, oh, there's, there's cell phones. So we use that and, you know, develop a payment network around that. So you use the technology that is coming into market, which I think is fascinating. I think one other thing I wanted to ask you, though, about um, India, Carmen, is uh, the role of the, I mean, India has, it's one of the few countries that has a national digital ID system as well. Did you leverage that yes. at all? Right. How does that work with Velocity? Yeah, we're really curious about that. Um, yes, yeah, so we're integrating everything so that your bank can actually have a one-stop shop. And um, it is phenomenal when you think how India has done that. For 1.6 billion of the population, right. they have a unique identifier. And, um, you know, the the work that they're doing um, for housing for all, the infrastructure, building so many smart cities, um, and, you know, really just um, when we think about what we do, to for the bank to say yes to a mortgage, they need two things. They need the validation of the asset and they need the credit score. And most people in India don't have a credit score. And so that whole unbanked sector. So if we can make the valuation incredibly robust, if we can provide the data to back up the bank's decision for regulators, then the bank can say yes. And that's incredibly exciting. And so we are merging in all the different data sets that we can to help the bank have the single view and then deliver the seamless decision. That's fascinating. That's amazing. That is totally amazing. Yeah. So uh, is that when when you look at India and you being in that market or you look in, at, at, you know, obviously the other markets you're in, New Zealand, Australia, um, which one of those, I mean, what 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 would you take from India and, and, and say you guys should really adopt this or this would be really helpful generally for, for the whole population and for this? What would what would you most like them to take a, away from this? Well, um, to Australia. Oh, I think, you know, that actually um, there's so many things that we're doing now in India that we'll bring back to these other markets. Um, you know, the, the digitization of those templates for valuers and doing it in a calculation, signing it in blockchain and bringing it back is, you know, actually we can add anything to the ecosystem to who's doing that. And we did in lockdown here, we brought the app to Australasia so that valuers could send the link to the property occupier and they could take the photos, timestamp it, geotag, so you know they're not doing 
doing the neighbours and they're not doing the old photos. And the valuer could do the valuation in lockdown without going to the property. And um, so, you know, just it's game-changing when you think about it like that. The other one that we're doing in India is a project module called um, APF, which is if you're doing a development in every market and in Asia – Across the Ashan region, there's so much growth and development. You know, you look at Dubai, you look at Singapore, Hong Kong, India, obviously, has more than 50% of the market. There's so many touch points as a bank as you're releasing the money um, to that builder and developer. There's so much risk. And as you're selling those apartments or properties. And so we built this entire module for how that gets audited and signed off and over time of the build, whether it's a three-year build or five-year build, or um, that just creates a sufficiency based out of India. We built this, and now we can take that to other markets. So, um, you know, being a global platform and looking at – it doesn't matter what data is in country. The magic is, you know, actually bringing it together with the platform and the global experience. That's astounding. It is. I'm um, um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm very, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a data nerd. Again, I kind of, I love, I love fintech. I love technology, but I love it more when it does something truly revolutionary where it hasn't been done before. So this is, you know, it checks off all the boxes. It's the Venn diagram of, you know, all the things that I get kind of excited about. Anyway, um, we have unfortunately run a little out of time here. So um, I'd like to say that's it for this episode of The Money Pot. Carmen, uh, it's absolutely fantastic for you to join us. We're so psyched to have you next year in uh, our Bangkok show. And thank you so much for giving some of your time today. Um, Then Rachel, over to you. Right. Uh, You you guys can find The Money Pot wherever you listen to podcasts. Please subscribe and share. We love you, FinTech nerds, for listening. So we will see you at the next show. 